0: Good afternoon to you, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shippewa White Show on 915 FM, WMFO, and that's Radio. Streaming nationwide, as always, on, on the radio app, globally on WMFO.org, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for making this show part of your day. We got a very special show coming up today, and we actually have a, a surprise radio in it. With you later today at 5.40 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.40 p.m. Pacific Time, Toledge Reports will be joining the show to talk about a non-profit program that he has been doing since the beginning of the pandemic. So stay tuned for that hotel and the ways that you can come towards that contribution as well. Can't wait to have him on and as well play with the, the energy itself. So that's going to be coming at 5.40 PM today right here on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. So stick around for that. We have, listen, it's been a couple of weeks since we have last been on the on the airwaves. And, you know, one thing that certainly has been the big change for me personally is is what's been happening in sports last time that I was on the air. The Bruins were still playing. Celtics still playing. The Red Sox, well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the Red Sox of 2020. That that hasn't changed. And the Patriots, as we thought, had a, a quarterback battle in training camp involving Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, and as well as Brian Hoyer. As it turns out, a decision was made. It was made. It was made yesterday. In which the Patriots announced in a team meeting that Cam Newton was going to be the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. Shocker. <laughs> oh, total shocker. Total shocker. <laughs> Uh, call in, leave a voice message if you want at 855-915-WMFO 855-915-9636 can I be honest with you for a moment this shouldn't shock me but yet again it doesn't shock me and to any Patriots fan out there this shouldn't be a shock at all it really, really, really shouldn't because if Mimi serves me correctly if you go back to The end of June, when the news broke that the Patriots were going to sign Cam Newton to that contract. And this was on a Sunday. This was Sunday, June 28th when it happened. Patriots went out and announced that they signed free agent quarterback Cam Newton to compete for the starting job. And I was very emphatic back then that Cam Newton was not coming here to be the backup start, backup quarterback at all. And there are plenty of Patriot fans who are saying that, well, hmm, perhaps Cam Newton, maybe he, he may end up being the starter, but no, 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 no. Jarrett was going to be the guy. I think Jarrett was going to be the guy. He's been here a little longer. He knows a playbook. And then Brian Hoyer. What what about him? Well, maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll be the starting quarterback. But for some odd reason, for for the life of me, I keep saying to myself, hmm, and I said this on the Shukri Wright show on 91.5 FM WMFO and as well as, as on the podcast, so the Shukri Wright's podcast you can find on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and much more, I mentioned that Cam Cam Newton The signing, Cam Newton, this is a win-win situation. I said it back then that that signing was going to be a win-win situation. And you want to know what's funny now? It was a win-win situation. Or was it? Because Cam Newton getting the job as a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots shouldn't, shouldn't shock anybody, including myself. But if I'm going to be completely honest with you, the events leading up to Cam Newton getting the job is the part in which that I look at and I say, hmm, I don't think this was really as much of a quarterback battle as it was the guy who got the job by default. What are you talking about? Let me explain. Jared Stidham, he had an eventful offseason, and not in a good way. He goes off to Texas, he goes to this wedding, no big deal, right? And then he turns around, he gets injured during training camp, and say what you will, whether my take is wrong or whether you disagree, that's completely fine. But something happened along the way in which that Bill Belichick said, I don't like what I'm seeing at all from, from Jerry Stidham. Is it surprising? No. Because I honestly, at one point, through this offseason, before June 28th came, I was saying, you know what? If Stidham's going to be the guy, I'm ready. Let's Let's go. But then you started seeing little things here and there trickle out about Jared Stidham and in terms of his off season and what is he doing to get ready to potentially win the the starting job. And this is this is before we knew anything about Cam Newton. This is before I even thought that Cam Newton would e- eventually sign here with the New England Patriots. If anything, I said, you know, I'm ready for Stidham to be to be the starting quarterback. And what surprised me more than anything else is this. The part that got me was that although we weren't we weren't able to watch the Patriots during preseason because there were no preseason games this year, but through the reports that I was seeing, the completions and the interceptions that he was throwing in practice, and through the little bit that we were seeing through, you know, the press conferences and the interviews, I didn't feel very confident that Jared Stidham wasn't going to be the guy. And that was kind of where my faith in Stidham started to wane a bit in which that I've seen and heard enough on Twitter through different reporters that cover the team and as well as through the local television coverage in Boston that cover the Patriots as well that Jared Stidham, eh, him being the starting quarterback may or may not be the most realistic option in 2020. What about Brian Hoyer? I mean, he's been a career backup, for goodness sakes. And to be honest with you, I didn't even think he had much of a fighter's chance to be the starting quarterback. If anything, Brian Hoyer, yeah, he's been here the longest. He's been the backup for the longest. He's been in the Bill Belichick system for the longest backing up Tom Brady. So he knows the plays. He should know the system. But can I ask you an honest question, Boston? If that was the case, then why Brian Hoyer didn't win the starting job? If he's been here for how long and how many stints he's had with the New England Patriots, he's familiar with the system that Bill Belichick runs in Foxborough. Yet again, why does it feel as if that Camden got the job by default? It wasn't as so much as that he won the job because he earned it, not discrediting the hard work that he's put in, but if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it's the fact that Cam Newton won the job because he didn't, he didn't really have much of a choice. And so when I say he, I'm talking about Belichick. Belichick didn't have really much of a choice. Listen, when he signed him, we all know it was a one-year, $1 million contract, base salary, and with incentives to add up to about $7 million. So it was a win-win situation. But the fact of the matter is this. I'm curious to see what Cam Newton does in a week's time in week one, which is next Sunday. As a reminder, for those who may have forgotten or may have slipped the mind, P.S., I actually forgot that week one was next Sunday and that the NFL season actually kicks off on Thursday night with the, with the Chiefs and Texans on NBC. I'm interested to see what he does and how he looks against the, against the Miami Dolphins. That will be his first test as a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. But back to the point that I was making, and that is Cam Newton didn't win the job because he earned it. If anything, he was, it was, he was given the job because there weren't, there weren't any other viable options, and he was the best option that the New England Patriots had. And that's just being completely brutally honest. But, but but hold on, wait a minute, Chu. Cam Newton was not brought here to be the backup. That's true, and I and I actually agree that I agree with to that point. But the truth is, if you're the Patriots and if you're a Patriots fan and if you are looking at this from a deep critical thinking perspective, you realize that Cam Newton, yes, although he is the best option right now and he has a lot to prove in his in NFL career, is actually on the line this season. He didn't get the job because he earned it. He got the job because Jared Stidham completely played himself out of a starting job, and of course him getting healthy did not help his cause at all. That's a fact. Say what you wish. But the point is, and I want to make this point, controversial or whatever whatever it may be, take it take it or leave it. How much confidence do you honestly have in Jared Stidham moving forward? Truthfully. Based on what you've seen this off season, based on what you've seen in training camp, and I—I I mean, yet again, we haven't seen much because no one has really been down there except for the reporters and the people who cover the team. But based on what you've read and what you've and what you've been hearing and seeing in Twitter in Twitter's universe or whatever, whatever, but. How much confidence do you have in in Jarrett Stenum being the guy? Let's say 2021, for example. I don't have that much confidence if I'm being honest right now. And I know that's a whole year off, but the way that this discounting year has gone, that year will get here pretty much in a heartbeat very quickly. So with that being said, the Patriots have some serious questions, and they do have question marks going into the 2020 season. And interestingly enough there was a there was a topic that was brought up yesterday, and I want to talk about this during this segment before I go into the next segment and i'm t- I'm talking about, for example, if you think about the fact that Camden was named the captain he was named one of the captains, I don't have a problem with that at all whatsoever, but here's the issue. The issue is that you have people locally who are like, wait a minute, why, why Julian Edelman wasn't named the captain? And I think that's an interesting question to ask. Hell, I'm even asking that question now. Why wasn't Julian Edelman named the captain? If anything, I want to put this out there. I think it's either one of two things. I think it's that, number one, he, Belichick, that is, views Edelman as, yeah, he's been here for going on his 12th season here as a New England Patriot, but he was part of that whole shellacking of Belichick back in 2018 after the, the Patriots lost of all 52. So to me, maybe Belichick is holding it as a bit of a grudge. Do I blame him? No. But... You talk about the Patriots and you talk about the captains. I mean, you you have to have the quarterback as a captain. I mean, that's almost by default. If you don't, there's something severely wrong with that, with that image, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. So with all of that being said, I want to just point out that Cam Newton, being named the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, it's official. It's officially official, but personally, that decision was made on June 28th, not two days ago. Don't fool yourself. If you honestly think that that decision was just made within the last day or two, no, that that decision was made on June 28th. All that was needed was training camp to show Bill Belichick what he thought and felt all along. That's all it was. Nothing more, nothing less. Because if that was the case, if because if Jared Seddon was going to be the guy, why bring in Cam Newton and a player of his caliber to compete for the starting job if you know or if you proclaimed he's going to be the guy moving forward for the New England Patriots? So to me, all it does is just raises more questions. How's Cam Newton going to look in this offense? the decision behind Stidham, and Stidham's future with the New England Patriots. Those are all something to think about. Cover up next. I want to touch on the Celtics and as well as the other parts of the since I was off of here a week ago. Plus, as a reminder, at 5.40 Eastern, I have a special interview with Tony Quartz, who is a founder of a non-profit organization called All-Jews. Much more on that a little later on during the show. Like, the, like show on FF, uh, this, This should be like you for shooting ancient and the team, <laughs>
1: always look forward to Rosano Radio on WMFO, Medford 91.5 FM. Bringing you the hottest tracks from around the globe. From around the globe. I always look forward to Rasano Radio. With your host, FR, 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 FR. Mondays at 10 a.m. Rosano Radio on WMFO, Medford 91.5 FM,
2: and live worldwide at
1: WMFO.org. Mondays at 10 a.m. Rosano Radio, only here on WMFO.
0: Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO in Medford, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Glad you're able to tune into the radio show today, wherever you may be, however you may be listening on this Labor Day weekend. Like, let me just pause the breaks for just a quick second. Can any of you honestly believe that we're already a Labor Day weekend? Honestly? I can't because it's just like, it just feels as if just yesterday that summer had started And here we are, we're talking about the beginning of fall and in a year that has been anything but normal. But I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to focus on the fact that fall is here and that we are at the unofficial end of summer. And that in itself is really just absolutely just amazing to really just think about. And when when I talk about... You know Labor Day weekend usually it's about hey, you know leaves are changing, you know school's back in session, you know, college football starts today, yes, college football has started today. there's a game on um e s p n that um that I was actually uh watching um from last weekend. I saw like at the highlight the first play of the college football season was literally a handoff that ran I think it was like sixty five yards which was which was absolutely amazing to watch but but at any rate. Um, just as a couple of reminders for the show, you could cast the show on demand on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and the Anchor app, as well as you can listen to the show by the same WMFO ninety one point five FM on your sport on your smart speaker. I've tried it. It works. Trust me on that one. And as well as uh, You can listen to the show live every Saturday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. right here on 91.5 FM WMFO. Now, I mentioned that I was going to talk about the Celtics and the Bruins. I want to start off t- t- talking about the Celtics because they are the team that's still playing right now. And in fact, today they have a critical game four in which that, listen, this can go either one or two ways for the Boston Celtics. It can go one way in which that the Celtics are able to bounce back after that heartbreaking loss in game three in a, wish, in a manner that they, wish, they lost out game three. Or they can continue down this spiral where Toronto seemingly may have found their game in which that I'll tell you and I'll be the first to tell you that if you are a Celtics fan, this game should worry you just a little bit but i'm very curious to see what happens today for game for game 4 game 4 that's tonight tip off is at 6:30 um eastern time between the Celtics and the Ra- and the Raptors but i just want to give you my thoughts on the series so far before i shift over to bruins and i want to say that the Celtics so far they they have they have looked absolutely terrific during these during these um, playoffs so far, especially considering that the Celtics are off the six and one start, but solely focusing on the, the the series against the Toronto Raptors so far, there are some things that I really like overall. The Celtics and their ability to continue to find ways to battle. You know, this is a team that is maturing right in front of our very eyes. They're seeing and finding ways to continue to battle, even when it looks like they, they they're not supposed to win that game. Case in point, game two, they're down by twelve late in the game, and they and they stage a comeback in which that you saw Marcus Smart go absolutely off from the three point line. And through the first two games, he was eleven of twenty from the three point line, but in game, but in game three, he struggled. I mean, he. I mean, he isn't the main reason or the sole reason why the Celtics lost in game in game uh, game three. But I definitely believe that Marcus Smart can, in fact, be better than what he was in in game three. And now, speaking of game three, I, there's something that absolutely bugs the heck out of me, and I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. The thing that bugs me is that the question has been asked over the last 24 hours. Who do you blame for game for game three's loss? Do you blame Jalen Brown? Do you blame the defensive laps? Who do you blame, Shu? Well, who do I blame? I blame Jalen Brown. I blame Jalen Brown. That last sequence is absolutely inexcusable. But you know what? I also want to give credit where it's due. Kyle Lowry to to get that pass in over <laughs> over Taco Fall, who's supposed to be seven six. As to how the heck do you even get that ball over a man that tall to get it to the to, to the other side for the like, for the game winning three to be scored is is beyond me. That is something that I can't even begin to wrap my mind around. And and then the other the part that the, the bothers me more than anything else is this. The Celtics were up late in the game. They had an opportunity to close this game out. And potentially close that series out. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. The series is not over, but you do have yourself a series now. That was a game that the the Celtics knew. After game three, that was their game. That was the game to take the defending champions out. 3-0. Not eliminate them, but rather... That was your opportunity to really, really have a stranglehold in the series. But unfortunately, they failed. And the thing that bothered me more than anything else was this. Jason Tatum did not have his best game. Like, for me, like, it's it's really simple in terms of what are we doing? What are we doing in terms of defensive structure? Because the fact that in that last game, that that shooter from Toronto was able to was able to get as wide open as he was it was absolutely just it's mind boggling, considering that th- that this team was able to, I mean, was able to just get its bearings and be able to make that make that shot. That in itself is the part that that really blows my mind above all else. That's the part that I, I personally couldn't believe. And then you talk about <laughs> O.J. Anunoby, The man who made a three-point shot. And he, 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 only, he only had 12 points in that game. But the fact that he was able to get it off with... He only had, what? 0.5 seconds left? That's all he had was 0.5 seconds. The Celtics are up by two. All you had to do is get a defensive stop. That's all you had to do. Heck, do a better job of not allowing anybody to get open. But for, for, but for an enemy, for him to get that open is just inexcusable all the way through and through. I'm curious to see what the mental makeup is going to be in terms of the Boston Celtics because here's why. When you're up late in the third, no, not not late in the third. Rather, pardon me, late in the fourth quarter, you're up by a possession. Heck, you are up going into that final sequence, and you heard the resp- the response by Jalen Brown post game that he said it was a bleeping, and I'm just using expletive, a bleeping disgrace. He was harsh on himself. And I was critical of him after the game, and rightfully, and rightfully, yes, the criticism was definitely due hit in his direction after the game. But the fact of the matter is this: your guys who were expected to get a stop defensively, they weren't even they weren't even able to do that. That was the part that's what, what bothered me the most. And here, and here's a real kicker: the previous possession the Celtics had. Daniel Tice made a shot. He he dunked the ball on a beautiful pass by Kimba Walker. And it just seemed, at at that moment in time, that was the game. I'm like, yes, that's game. Game over. Celtics, they're up 103-101 to at that point. And then Toronto calls a timeout. That was the part that blew my mind. In which that... Brad Stevens said, you know, we're gonna take out Kimball Walker. We're gonna put in Taco Fall to defend. Now, do I think it was was it the wrong decision? I'm I'm not necessarily sure that it was the wrong decision, but I understand that he wanted to use his top use fall size as an advantage. Like, oh, there's no way that you're going to make that pass. There's no way that he's going to get it off in time to make that shot to win the game or even send it in overtime at worst. But yet, all of those fears came to absolute reality in game three. So I'm going to be absolutely very, very curious to see how is it that the Boston Celtics are going to respond in game four. The Raptors, they're, they're going to game four is thinking, hmm, we got one. We can get right back in this series. We're back in this series now. We win it, and this it's a whole new series. If you're the Celtics, the mindset is you're still up in the series, but what's the mental fortitude of the team going in to game four. Can they put the heartbreaking loss of Game Three behind them? That's the question. Now I want to shift gears and talk about the Boston Bruins for just a, for just a bit, because the Bruins the last time last time we were on they were they are still playing. They're no longer playing right now. They're they're well in the off season. and the fact of the matter is that the Bruins have major questions that they need to absolutely figure out and make, and one of the things that I am honestly am fascinated to see in, is that the, the question really has begun in terms of Zidane O'Chara. Will the Bruins bring him back? What will the Bruins do with this with this aging core? Does Tukaras return? Do the Bruins move on from Tukarazk? All those questions, and I think those are questions that I really believe that the that the Boston Celtics, or oh, sorry not the Boston Celtics, the Boston Bruins are going to absolutely need to make. And I think that Don Sweeney has his hands full this offseason. And the and one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest question of them all, for the Boston Bruins, is do you bring back Tory Krug? He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And by all accounts, the man wants to get paid. And who could fault him? He wants to get paid. He's made it very clear. He's done taking hometown discounts. He's done everything that he's been asked to do by the team. And then on top of that, oh, by the way, if you go back and and you listen and you watch his his end of the season presser, to me it sounds like as if he's Resonated himself to know that this potentially could have very well been his last press conference he, that he may have done as a Boston Bruin. I'm serious. Go back and watch. And you 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 tell me that you don't feel the same way. I feel that way. And I love Terry Krug in terms of what he brings and so forth. But if there is a single harsh criticism that I'm going to bring of this team moving forward and, and especially now. That is the fact that the Bruins, they need to get bigger on the blue line. I'm not just talking about get physical because they tried that with Nick Ritchie and and look, look how that worked out for you in the series against Tampa Bay. That didn't work too well, did it? Right. So, to me, the question is now, what do the Bruins do moving forward? What's the team going to look like next season? And the Boston Bruins have a lot of questions that they're going to have to answer pretty quickly starting with tori krug coming up next tori borks out will join the show to talk about the nonprofit profit competition and the amazing work that him and his crew have done during this pandemic to create custom face masks of, of a variety of different teams it's an interview that you absolutely are not going to want to miss. That's coming up next on the Shukri Red Show on 91.5 FM. WMFO and Medford team shooting nationwide on a tuning radio. This is Shukri Red Show. listening to 91.5 FM. WMFO and Medford team shooting nationwide on a tuning radio. will at
1: This is Ron Larusa. Join me Thursday mornings here on WMFO for Rock of Ages. We play the best rock from all eras, including classic rock from the 70s, rock and new wave from the 80s, Father of mine. alt rock from the 90s, and pop rock from the 2000s and today. Just the best rock from whenever. On Rock of Ages, Thursday mornings here at 91.5 FM WMFO.
0: Welcome to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO and Medford South Street Farm Radio, streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app and globally on WMFO.org. Joining the show today, for the, this is the first guest I've had on the radio program since pre-pandemic, so this is actually a, um, a special occasion for myself and as well as the guests I have on. It's Mr. Tolik Bortz, who is the founder of All, Ch- All True Night nonprofit organization that is based in New York. He joins the show um, here today to tell us about the program and, uh, and good afternoon to you. Like, how are you doing, um, today? How, has how the summer been? Um, given that it's been nothing but COVID COVID and COVID.
2: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wrights. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> sure. uh, a little bit of, of, of a strange, uh, couple of months here. So, uh, but we're working through it. Um, New York state and i'm sure as the whole world uh is so we're trying to keep up with the times and uh fight this thing as as to the best degree of, of uh as we can so yeah
0: so when you first heard about the pandemic unfolding was there was there a certain motivation or or should i say a spark in which that led to you creating such a wonderful organization in in all all true night?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the first thing that we thought of was help um, reach out into the community and do whatever we can uh, to contribute. So those were the initial tactics. Uh, That's the initial motivation that was there. Um, And uh, I mean, just seeing all of the products that were on a scarce scarcity basis, uh, weren't able to be uh, provided. Um, We jumped right in uh, and being associated with the sports industry, uh, primarily with uh, hockey. um, We are huge diehard fans of of New York Rangers or the sport itself. Um, So what we came up with uh, right from the get-go uh, was take our own New York Rangers t-shirts, pull them right, right. out of our closets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we teamed up with a Brooklyn, New York, uh, wonderful couple uh, seamstress. Yeah. <laughs> and just cultivated uh, our own cotton uh, masks with the filter inserts. Yeah. Um, wonderfully comfortable strings. So we literally just took t-shirts and sewed our own masks. Uh, and uh. we had an idea yeah, so we took, uh, we had an idea to sew these masks, sell them, take 100% of the profits, and out of that whole m- material, donate okay. um, masks to hospitals, fire stations, EMS stations, first responders, and uh, frontline employees. And it's worked wonderful for us. Um, we were right there on the front lines ourselves. Um, my whole team was risking uh, their own health um, and, and going out into the community and delivering these masks, uh, personally in hand to hospitals. Uh, we've had some wonderful reviews in terms of that. And when we ran out of our own t-shirts from our own closets, what we'd done was we started buying our own and c- continue cultivating those masks and continue selling them on social media platforms. Wow. Um, and when uh, t-shirts began to be very expensive for us as well, yeah. uh, our own members, our own fans did an amazing, amazing, wonderful thing. What they've done was they started donating shirts to us to continue with this project. So, I mean, it, 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 we were speechless. So by the dozens, we continue to receive shirts and jerseys. And you can see these shirts and jerseys right on our website as we continue uh, through this pandemic, through this project. Um, so it is alternate.com, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E ultranet.com. we've put those masks there. Uh, But the big dream, the big vision was not only face masks, while it was primarily our focus, uh, but that gave us a wonderful opportunity to tap into uh, our community and help out uh, on a much wider, on a much bigger scale. Um, So face masks uh, continue to be educated in our primary focus, but that gives us uh, a wonderful chance to take those profits um, and donate it right back into the community. So we've teamed up with a couple of certain individuals mm-hmm. uh, that helped us to to expand our project.
0: So the question I'll ask you is, what led you to pick the name All True Night, and where does it originate from?
2: Uh, that's a wonderful question. So I'll... I'll... Uh, so my brother and I, that, that was our big vision. Our big focus uh, was to launch a not-for-profit organization. Yeah. Uh, and during these terrible, terrible times, these past four or five months, uh, governments were slowly running um, both the, the towns and cities and federal. Um, so what we've done was we've began to file all the paperwork and we're finally now certified as a nonprofit organization. So what That's we amazing. did was we tried to come up, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so ult, night is derived from the word ultraist. It's a personal group of people unselfishly concerned for the welfare of others. So ultraist uh, as opposed to an egotist. So uh, it, it's the principle and the moral practice for the concern of the welfare of others. That's where the ultra comes from. And night, we are Brooklyn natives for 20 years, happily mm-hmm. and proud to say. Um, so we called ourselves Brooklyn Knights. So the night at the end of Ultra. That's so mm-hmm. we just combined the two. And wow. uh, we came up with Ultra Night.
0: That's a brilliant, a brilliant marketing, like, mechanism, right, that that you did in terms of combining both words and, and, and whatnot. Like, seriously, not many people would have thought of that. And, I mean, goodness grief. Like, I don't even think I would have thought of that myself. Um, so... So, like, so, so, so the next question I want to ask you is in terms of the mask, because people are going to wonder okay, like, wh- what is the quality like? Now, before I, before I even ask the next question, I want to give my own personal tes- testimony on, on the air that one, I bought two masks myself for, for myself. And I can honestly say that the, that the masks are absolutely phenomenal. Now, you may have seen a guy walk around Boston. I mean, especially an African-American walk around Boston with a Yankees mask in recent months, that individual <laughs> might have or may not have been myself. But because you never see that. But in terms of the quality, it's absolutely outstanding. It's absolutely terrific. And I I personally would give it five out of five stars, if not higher, if that was ever such a thing. But as for the question itself, um, like, like how like what is the quality in ter- what is the material that's used to make the mask and as well as for those who may not be new york fans do you make them for other teams as well
2: and that's a wonderful question and by the way thank you so much for the wonderful review yeah. uh, we take extreme pride in the quality very high quality Uh, of our face masks in particular. So they are uh, 100% uh, from, I mean, t-shirts and jerseys. So you treat them as you would a t-shirt. That means they are 100% washable and reusable. And that's the beauty of our product as you can't do with um, disposable masks uh, or any other material. And the beauty of our product is uh, also is that they are not uh, screen printed or ironed on. Uh, We take an actual t-shirt, we cut it out, we only cut, sew, and stitch. We repurpose an actual product. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They are double layered, uh, made out of 100% cotton insert material. There is an insert filter. So we do provide a PM 2.5 filter within the masks. We also provide a carrying pouch so you don't dirty or lose your mask that you can keep within the car or in your pocket, wherever you decide. That is an offer that we now provide uh, only on our website, um, so, but the wonderful thing that's, that's a trend that's starting to happen. And just like you just mentioned, it's not only about New York Rangers anymore. Uh, we've had, I mean, numerous requests for other sports and other teams. So it's become t- to football and baseball, Yankees jets. I mean, we've had Los Angeles, Colorado. I mean, we've had shipments to all over the world to Italy, United wow. Kingdom, Austria, Russia. Uh, the amount of orders that we've been able to take in the past four or five months have absolutely blown us away. And only in that matter were we able to continue our mission and launch this not-for-profit. So it's not, it's not one sport. It's not one team. It's not only one genre. So, I mean, we've made masks for businesses. We've made ma- masks uh, for musicians, uh, performing arts centers, fine arts centers. Um, so it's, it's definitely expanded to, to, to other industries and other platforms. Yeah. I mean, without, without tapping ourselves in the shoulder, we're very, very proud to what we have done so far. And another wonderful thing that we also had an opportunity um, and just days before the NHL qualifying uh, rounds began for the playoffs, yeah. we have, had, we had the opportunity that, and you could see that on our website or social media platforms, we donated custom handmade masks to New York, the actual New York Rangers team and coaching staff.
0: Wow, that's so, incredible. Yes,
2: yeah, so we were able to formulate that relationship through absolute hard work and determination. So, yeah, and you can see that on, on, on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter. Um, so it was a very accomplishing moment for us.
0: So tell the, the audience, like, what is, what is the website and as well as how can they reach – you on on, on social media if they they want to purchase a mask or two?
2: So by purchasing a mask, you are 100% contributing to 100% of the profits being uh, donated right back into charity. We've formulated partnerships uh, with other foundations or organizations. Uh, We are brand new, so we are donating 100% of all of the profits through all of the services and products we do offer at this time. Uh, It is on ultranight.com. A L T R U N I T E dot com. Uh, social media platforms, you can find my name, T O L I K B O R T S, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. So, but we, we've gone so far beyond masks. So, what we've been doing now, uh, we've been collecting secondhand sports equipment. Uh, to donate to families uh, with children that aren't fortunate enough to buy their own. You you yourself know that baseball, hockey, football, any sport you can think of uh, equipment is is very pricey. Registration and cost fees to join a team are very pricey. So we've launched some initiatives to help those families out uh, to keep children occupied through the sports, uh, through sports and athletic programs. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been fortunate enough to uh, to start to help some of these
0: families. And last question i want I want to ask you now when when this pandemic ends and i mean we, we listen tough times don't last forever, and we know this pandemic is not going to last forever. What is your plan moving forward i mean especially considering considering the, the the absolute power of social media and how wide how widely successful the, the this organization has been on during this pandemic up to, up to this point but what is your plan moving forward post-pandemic in terms of um, distributing and, and, and making the mask?
2: Well, obviously, we're not naive. Uh, masks are going to fade out or disappear or whatever it may be. Uh, like I mentioned before, just in protection uh, for individuals to spread of COVID-19, um, face mask was a wonderful opportunity for us to to help and to, to reach out into the community and to get to know our members and our fans. But the vision and dream was always to work on a not-for-profit based uh, status. So we, we plan to continue um, working within our communities uh, and to raising funds and doing charity events. Um, we have high hopes and high dreams. So that's, we're just gonna continue working hard and, and doing our best.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure to to have you on the program uh, today, um, Mr. Tolik Bortz, the founder of All True Night, terrific organization, doing wonderful work in the community, um, distributing masks um, the, onto the healthcare workers who have been absolutely instrumental um, during this pandemic up until this point and even um so far um thank you so much for all that you have done and all that your group has done um and as well as um thank you for coming on the show today and i absolutely absolutely look forward to uh to, to talking with you again um further down the line
2: absolutely thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you and we look forward to um helping out any city we can including the city of boston so thank you
0: absolutely my pleasure I want to say thank you to Tolik for coming on the radio show today. It was an absolutely outstanding interview to have him on the show and whatnot. And, you know, like definitely I recommend definitely for those that are here in Boston, in the greater Boston area, anywhere else to go on the website, go to www.alltruenight.com. That's www. All true to find out more information as how you could get yourself a custom made mask. I got two of them myself and they are absolutely outstanding, very high quality, and so forth. Coming up next, I want to just share with you my, uh, my 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 final thoughts on this Saturday. As you are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, this is the Shukri Wright Show, hosted by Shukri Wright. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. tough free from radio, streaming nationwide, on the TuneIn Radio app. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Tough free from radio, TuneIn Radio app, WMFO.org as well. Just want to share with you my final thoughts. This brought to you by yours truly. Shukri Wright to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Now, as we begin the the month of September, I want all of you to keep in mind the following. That this is going to be an interesting month in which that there will be new opportunities abound. And that I'm putting it out there that perhaps this could be a month of blessings, perhaps. So if you are going through something right now, whether it be personal, you know, your mental health or your physical health or your family that this new month should give you hope and inspire hope for all of you in which that we all can solely a huge right about now. And usually final thoughts, I just do with like you no sports related and whatnot, but I figured today it would be befitting that I, that I don't do sports as for my final thoughts segment. And I say that because as you heard in the interview in, with with tolik on boards, do you see that being a prime beautiful example of selflessness in which that there are so many heroes from amongst us that have done such tremendous things during this pandemic, which has been absolutely trying for everyone. And I think that it's so important to remember that we are, blessed in more ways than we could ever fathom that we are absolutely fortunate to have the blessings that we have in our life and that every day is a gift and that it should never be taken for granted nor should it be taken lightly at all and i'm a firm believer that ultimately that these tough times that we are going through now are only going to make us better for it it's going to strengthen our resolve And to not lose hope, not lose faith, that you just never know. You just never know that when it may begin to turn around. And that ultimately, that dark storms don't last forever. Nothing in this world lasts forever. It all does come to an end. And whatever that end may look like do know, and I'm confident in saying that it is going to be one hell of a party because because you know what, for everything that we're going through now is only going to prepare us for whatever that may come next and what's ahead. And I want to say real quick, a special thank you to all of those who tuned in today. I want to say thank you to, to Tolik Bortz who has been doing absolutely incredible work for the night website and a nonprofit organization thank you to all of you who have tuned in today to the sugar right show at 915 fm this will be available on demand tomorrow morning on iheart radio just type in the sugar rights podcast you can find it on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast and as well as the anchor app as well that'll be all for this week this is sugar rights i'll catch you next saturday on 915 fm wmfo in medford Take care, everybody. Peace.